You're listening to a 1FM podcast. And it's that time of the week again. I've got him on the line. Hello to Steve. It's whatever happened to. How are you, Josh, and listeners? Good. Uh, whatever happened to Steve this week? <laughs> a few things have happened to Steve this week, but I'm not, not going to bore the listeners with all the details, uh, Josh. So maybe later on. It's not bad news, but maybe later on we'll do it when we've got a bit more time. All right. Well, hope it's good news. But anyway. Uh, uh, it is good news. Yeah, it is good yeah. news. But I prefer to be more reserved about good news than anything else at the moment, so we'll see what happens. Oh, well, good luck. Good luck, whatever it is. But yeah. And do you want to get straight into it or anything else? Yeah, let's we get start? straight into it. Well, well fine. I'll just say that it's raining here in Melbourne, of course. And we're going to get that for the next three or four days, but it's all right. That's okay. Yeah, well, it's Wednesday, I should put out, and it's been raining here in Shepparton, and it's not at the moment, but it looks like it could be any moment, so we'll wait and see. But anyway, who are we talking about musically? Well, we've got groups that most people, at least in the late 50s and, and onwards, would certainly have heard of, and that is the Deltones. Yeah, Aussie band. I know uh, Little Dirt on Your Hands and a few others. Yeah, well, I've been around for a long time, as you'll find out, and it's a very interesting little story. Without going into the family backgrounds of each of the members, the origins and early years of the, of the Deltones actually began in 1958 when Noel Weidenberg, who's the original lead vocalist, and Ian Peewee Wilson, our big tall gentleman at the back with the deep voice, they were lifesavers at the Bronte Surf Club in New South Wales. Now, their interest was in a four-part doo-wop harmonies, which is a popular sort of grouping at the time, such as the Diamonds and Elvis's backing group, the Jordanaires. Now, they met up on the social club with another fellow called Warren Lucas, who became the vocals doing the tenor part. And he was a member of the local group, the Sapphires, and Brian Perkins, the other gentleman who was a baritone vocals, and the Deltos were born. So they began harmonising at Talent Quest and on street corners. And you'll like this little story. Their first professional engagement was at a King's Cross nightclub. And they stopped the owner in the street, sang in their four-song repertoire, and guess what they were paid, Josh? A couple of bucks or something? <laughs> no, it's spaghetti bolognese and beer. Oh, well, that's actually not bad. I wouldn't mind some spaghetti, <laughs> but no. Well, I think they probably did quite well out of that, I must say. Yeah. Now, they visited a prominent Sydney DJ, Bob Rogers, who actually contacted Lee Gordon, the American-born Sydney-based promoter, who got them gig-backing vocalists and having their own feature spot on Gordon's big shows which, of course, featured overseas artists and local artists such as J.O.K., Johnny Reb and Johnny Devlin. Now, J.O.K. invited them onto his 6 o'clock rock show and they also appeared on Bandstand. They had plenty of exposure. And Gordon then signed them onto his record label called Lead, where within a week the group had cut their first single, which was called G, G-double-E, and a Widerberg composition called Y. This was a local success on Sydney charts, reaching number 15, but didn't do anything nationally, as was their second song called Tonight. Now, their live performance popularity was increasing rapidly and they certainly had, were in great demand for recording sessions, including J.O.K.'s Shout and Harmony Back for Country Artists such as Reg Lindsay, Slim Dusty and Lionel Long. Now, their next single, which was called Yes Indeed, was a local success and that peaked at 30. And a do-wop version of the White Cliffs of Dover, which I haven't actually heard, with Pee Wee doing a bass vocal lead, uh, didn't do anything at all. So maybe I won't listen to it. <laughs> the leading failure to promote their singles led to their disenchantment and they eventually signed with the CBS label in 1960. 
Now, two more songs which were called Little Miss Heartbreak and Take This Heart, which were written by Tommy Sands guitarist Scotty Turnbull after they appeared on Sands' show in mid-1960. Neither of those did anything either. So this is the old story of having to do plenty of songs and get plenty of them out there before becoming successful. But their next release, however, proved to be the breakthrough song. This is a song called You're the Limit. Now, I must admit, I've only just caught up with this. It's OK. It's not, I didn't think it was a brilliant song, but that reached number 10 throughout Australia and actually peaked at number four in Sydney in January 1961. Very much a localised music charts back in those days, not that much nationally. If you're successful in one state, you might not be successful in any of the other four or five. Now, they changed labels to EMI because getting a better financial deal and they released a song called Wonder, which reached number 30 nationally and their next single, String Along, is a dismal flop. So they're not going all that well. They've got one of about 10 there, so hopefully things will improve. I think they do, though. Now, they re-signed with Leiden, which was now owned by Festival Records, so they're getting a much better deal this time. And they recorded Get a Little Dirt on Your Hands in 1962, which reached number three nationally, and that was a really big deal. And this song, of course, Josh, you may well remember, was used on the soundtrack of the year by Voice Broke. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. No, oh, OK, all it right. It was a book, uh, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I just got that as information on there. I haven't seen the movie either, so I thought you probably would have, so I thought you would have known. No, so uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, look, unfortunately, at this particular time, their success was marred by the death of Weidelberg in July 1962 in a car crash in the Sydney suburb of Brighton, La Sands, where he lost control of the car he was driving. It rolled four or five times, he went head first into the gutter, so he couldn't pass on, unfortunately. Now, after a, brief, a period of mourning with no auditioning for the lead vocals, Colin Loughlin, I don't know how you pronounce it, L-O-U-G-H-N-A-N, replaced Whiteberg as lead vocal. Their styles were completely different, but that didn't make any difference to their success. Now, in November 1962, Come a Little Bit Closer, which is another song that most of us know, was recorded, but not to be confused with the Jane, the American song of the same name, which came out a couple of years later. Now, this was released in 1963 and actually became their best-selling single. It reached number one in Sydney and number two in Melbourne. Now, around this time, Lee released the band's first self-titled album, which included all the previous material with Weidelberg, who had been the guiding musical force behind the group. He was up there up front. Now, after his passing, Pee Wee Wilson basically became the group's spokesperson and leader. Now, after his single success had come a little bit closer, an album of the same name was released to capitalise on that. The follow-up single called Sitting in the Moonlight with a harmonica intro became the group's eighth chart entry. Just to show how versatile they were, they actually then appeared in a children's pantomime, Mother Goose and the Three Stooges. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that one either. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, no. Well, that's where we started Pee Wee as Mother Goose. I think that would have been interesting. The other three fellows were the Stooges. Now, the show also starred Robbie G, the uh, The instrumentalist, yeah. Yeah, Lucky Star, Jay Justin and Jackie Weaver. And then they had a six-week run playing to full houses, so it was pretty successful. Oh, the great Jackie Weaver, that'd be cool. Yeah, Jackie Weaver, eh? that would have been early days. Yeah. Now, with surf music becoming very popular around this time, you can guess what they come up with next time. They came up with Hangin' Five. <laughs> and this reached number three on the charts and became a cult classic in California, along with the Atlantic instrumental Bombora. Now, Hangin' Five actually appeared in Mel Gibson's first movie called Summer City in 1971. Oh, I think I had a saw the clip on this on YouTube, fairly dated. In 1963, they picked up four radio awards for their contribution, and they released a Beach Boys cover of Surfer Girl, which was top 30 in Australia. I'm not familiar with that version of the song. Now, their next three finger singles failed the chart, and the group then decided on live performances, which included Vietnam stints for which they received an award. After Vietnam, Luke 
Moses and Lachlan left the group, and this precipitated many changes over the following years. Now, Josh, have a go at this. How many reckon members of the group have there been all up over the period of time? Let's go to the end of 2016. Uh, 20-plus? 20-plus. You're absolutely correct. 22, actually. Oh, I was going to say 30 even, but no, 22. 22 members of the group up until the group's demise in 2016 with only Pee Wee Wilson being the only constant. Yep. That's quite a remarkable. <laughs> yeah. In 1969, uh, with their new members, they were offered a seven-week residency in London, and they recorded a 10-track album on EMI, which is backed by the Twilight, and included a reworking of the Spencer Davis group, Give Me Some Lovin', which they performed on top of the Pops. Now, I heard the version of it, and I couldn't possibly recognise that it was the actual Deltone singing the song. It just couldn't relate it to them at all. <laughs> They returned home to Australia in 1970 after monetary disenchantment, would you believe, with their manager? And they released the album and two singles from it, which failed to chart. Now, in 1973, they stood up with Wilson and Perkins, both becoming virtual hippies, and they lived at a place called Uengay. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, E-U-N-G-A-I. And that was on the mid-north coast of New South Wales, Byron Bay area and all that. And they said, which we came self-confessed hippies, and we actually loved it, they said. Now, they reformed under pressure in 1978, they toured for two years. The previous tensions emerged with Perkins, one of the two originals, leaving along with two others in 1981. Now, more changes occurred, and the reinvented group had played 171 gigs by the end of 1983. They were pretty busy lads. 1984 saw a new rock and roll revival album reaching number 20 on the album's chart, and that can coincide with a film clip of, of the single called Get a Job, which was directed by Yahoo Serious. Oh, really? Yeah, who then cast Pee Wee as his dad in Young Einstein. Oh, okay. Wow, that's cool. Have you seen Young Einstein? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They then played Moomba, Adelaide Festival of the Arts, and appeared on a country practice in a guest spot. Now, the 1980s saw them featuring TV shows such as Hey Hey It's Saturday, the Mike Walsh Show, and the Midday Show, and doing the clubs, pubs, and cabaret circuit, as a lot of them did back in those days. Now, an attempt by the, one of the former members, Brian Perkins, to form a new band called the Dallies was actually thwarted by Wilson because people used to have been called the Deltones, they'd call them the Dallies, the Perkins had tried to get them starting up and, and perform under the, under the Deltones umbrella, but he lost the court case to Wilson, so that never happened. Which was probably a good thing anyway, because I think people recognised that the Deltones were basically Wee Wilson and the rest. Now, following various personnel changes, they embarked on a national tour and they celebrated 50 years in showbiz, which is pretty good going. And in 2012, Wilson accepted on behalf of the Deltones in all its various forms the Life Achievement Award from the Australian Club Entertainment Awards. In 2016, two former members of the group who did who did were never overly oh well they said that they were sued for long service payments which were unsuccessful and ultimately paid led to the group's demise after almost 60 years with Pee Wee Wilson there since day one. So that's basically the story of the Deltones. Pee Wee's now retired, but he's still performing. He's I think he's 83 now, so he's still looking all right though. He's still performing okay, and the voice isn't too bad. Now, no real doubt as to which song would be chosen first by me, as Josh would well know. I think Get a Little Dirt on Your Hands gets played quite often on your radio station. <laughs> yes. And uh, here it is again. Here it is. Get a little dirt on your hand. Yeah, one of those tracks that gets stuck in your head, that one, isn't it? It does. Well, I like it. And yeah. I think it's a pretty good song. And I've seen a few different video clips of it. Must admit, I'm a bit of a fan of the song. So, But come a little bit closer. There's definitely the next one behind it. Hanging Five. And, well, there's a couple of others which we could choose. But I think we'll go with Blue Moon, actually. Josh, I think it's pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah, it was by the 
Well, who was it by? The Marcel. Marcel, no, Marcel. Yeah, right. from, yeah. yeah, well, thanks, Steve. Another good one in the Deltoads. Yeah, he's still long, going strong. A long history in a great Australian group, and everybody knows who they are, and although they didn't have many great but successful songs, they certainly will be remembered for a long time to come. They were there right at the forefront of Aussie pop back in the late 50s and early 60s, and they are pretty good myself. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Steve, and have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Look forward to it, Josh, and the listeners out there, keep your good health going, and look forward to catching up again next week. I've got another one for you, which will be quite interesting, I think. I look forward to it. All the best. Okay, have a good one, mate. Take Take care. care. Thanks. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.